And um, be patient. Patient is, here's my definition or what I say about patience. Patience is a key sign of maturity. Um, you know, take your time in these decisions. So that's why, you know, if in the end you decide to take out a student loan and you've thought about it, you've prayed about it, you've talked about it, and you've spent time about it, then maybe maybe it's a good decision. You know, it's just like buying buying a car. I never thought I was going to buy a $13,000 car because that's not who I was, but we did. And, you know, and, and it's kind of based on the amount of light knowledge and information you have at the time. So, so if you want to stay in the dark, don't take, I mean, don't take FDU, but, but if you want some light and you want to know some options, then educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, just a side note. I've heard that the trades are the thing to be in right now because they're hurting for people and for help. So if you want to make a ton of money, go be a plumber or an electrician. That's what, I'm, that's what we're going to encourage our kids to do. <laughs> Welcome to the 42 Podcast, where we discuss life together, looking for answers to life, the universe, and well, everything else. Here are your hosts, Rob and Lindsay. <laughs> Good morning, Lindsay. Hey, Rob. How are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm most excellent. I'm here with my father, Brian Lacombe from Massachusetts. Good morning, Faja. Howdy. <laughs> But good morning, Brian. Good to have you with us. Thank you. It's great to be here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, we have you in as a guest this morning because we're going to hit that uh, final of the three impolite topics to talk about in company of, you know, we've talked politics, we've talked religion, and now we're going to talk money. Money. Yep. So, so you're... You know, that's, that's always... Yeah, go for it. Well, um, you were been talking about how you're gonna, you're kind of trying to buy a house now. Yeah, we're uh, we're working on it. We're trying to get the financial side of things in order to, well, move forward and buy a house, and uh, well, not buy a house, but buy where we're living, where we've been renting for the past couple years. So, yeah, that's a that's a fun piece of life. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Dad, how are you? Um, very excited. I've not given this much thought this week because there are other things pressing, which is good for me. So, um, I'm I'm ready. Want to give a, a brief synopsis of maybe where you're from or, or sure. your experiences with finances? Sure. Um, let's see. Um, I was um. 19 years old when I um, met Jesus, asked him into my life, read the Bible, and it talked about tithing. So, um, not knowing any better, I began to tithe <laughs> um, and did that for many, many years and continue to do that. Um, worked really hard at finances, but it was kind of like the um, tangled up garden hose. How did it get like that? You know, so kind of we were very blessed and prosperous, um, but didn't have any money. Um, we always had what we needed. God always supplied our need. 
So at about age 55, um, Colby um, ran into Dave Ramsey on Fox News. And next thing you know, it, Colby, Lindsay, and Renee and I are watching um, um, Dave Ramsey videos and took the course and uh, completely changed my life. Um, we went from um, just $16,000 in debt at the time um, and paid, paid that off. In less than um, less than three years, we had our debt paid off, twenty-seven thousand dollars in the bank, and which is a six months emergency fund. And uh, I knew it was gonna. <clears throat> I knew at that point um, it was gonna change our lives. And I told Renee, I said, Renee, when we have our six months emergency fund, it's it's gonna change our lives. And sure enough, when it hit, we felt free. We felt relieved. Um, work was more fun. Life was more fun. We, we, we moved differently. It was just, um, freedom, you know. And since that time, it's really been an amazing, um, trip to see God bless us, um, abundantly. And, um, so much so that, um, um, just to give a little testimony is last year we, um, saved, um, through saving cash and our investments, $98,000. The year before was about fifty-six, and the year before that was twenty-seven thousand. So there's actually been about an eighty-five percent increase in what we gain each year. And this year, I'm expecting to gain one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. And and all these through very basic um, biblical principles and um, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world, according to Einstein. And um, once you begin doing these things and develop these habits, um, um that that um, wealth is when your money is making you money. And that, that amount of money, like $500,000 in the bank, is about $70,000 interest a year. And um, it's like a freight train going down the tracks. You keep doing the, the, the right things, and you'll become very, very wealthy. And just um, 20, 20 years or so, you begin to be very wealthy. So about how old were you then when you started this i was i was 55 and actually now uh, wednesday i'll be 63 and um in that time we've accumulated um by the end of the year about half a million dollars okay that's that's impressive now are you 63 are you retired looking at retirement um good good question um Here's an interesting fact that's really kind of heavy on my heart is that when when you retire, if you don't have um, a government job or work for the state or something like that, Social Security is going to pay you 40% of what you're making, which is basically going to put people in, in, into one level of poverty or 78% of people live paycheck to paycheck and they're going to continue to live that way, if not even be poor at at retirement. So that's where, you know, like I say, um, now, being able to take some of our interest income and adding that to our Social Security and pensions will give us a comfortable life. Um, so, yes, I'm, I mean, our, I'll have 20 through, uh, 21 years in at Fitchburg State. Um, they're looking to pass a bill that would add three years to my retirement because of a COVID, some bill that's going through, if that goes through. I would probably retire next July with um, 25, 25 years of service in and um, then go on to do um, um, other good things. If I may ask, because I kind of went straight to retirement, what have you done? What was your career? 
interesting. Um, I I graduated from high school with a C minus average. Um, took a year off, worked in a factory. Um, graduated from Pittsburgh State with honors because I got a few clues. Um, learned how to study. <laughs> fell in love with um, school. Uh, then went on to have a kind of a um, um, hard, uh, choppy road of employment. Um, things uh, God was teaching. God teaches us many, many things, and He use has always used work for me. So I lost jobs. It just didn't kind of go well for me. Ended up back doing manual labor. Worked at UPS for a couple of years. Learned a lot there. And um, so I, that's kind of been my my career path. I went from office environment to um, you know blue collar work. But I I've always enjoyed work. To me, work is good for the soul. Um, nothing like sweating, getting dirty, and um, and taking a shower at the end of the day and having a nice meal. Okay, now, but you're with Fitchburg State now. Yes. And and what is it that you do with Fitchburg? Um, I'm I'm in materials management. We do shipping, receiving, okay. inventory, deliveries, things of that nature. Nice variety of things. Okay. Yeah. All right. And so. You're looking at having, you said, 40% of your income with retirement and then supplemented that by what you've gone through and done with the Dave Ramsey stuff to get to a point where you have uh, interest income that you can supplement Correct. your retirement with. And all of that you've done over the past, uh, math is always hard for me, but <laughs> eight years? About, about it's pushing in on 10 years, yeah. It's 10 crazy. years? Okay. So you've yeah, done that, all that. That is an impressive. Yes. Yeah. And and the testimonies that come out of Financial Peace University, um, they blow us out of the water. You, you know, there's people that have that have gone, um, cra you know, cra done crazy things. You, you know, but a, a part of that is I learned. I also Dave Ramsey brings you up to basic investing, and um, from there I I did a lot of. Um, um, research, studying, and investing um, on on my own, um, um, and that's kind of a, a learning a learning curve too. But Dave Ramsey teaches you. I mean, really, it's soup to nuts. Everything you need to know, even if you're not that interested, you know. Because usually, um, um, when it comes to couples, spenders marry savers. Um, um, Financial Peace University is great for marriages. I've I've seen it um, bring marriages back back together put in and usually people <laughs> marriage is one of those you know ostrich topics you know you put your head in the sand and just keep going you know but it's changed people's lives in that area because you you communicate you know you have a monthly budget meeting and you um agree on things that before you just didn't even talk about and and i think that's a big critical thing and um to tell you the truth that um, um most marriages actually break up because of finances because when Spend as merry savers. It, it creates um, um, bitterness, frustration, anger, builds walls, and, and separates people. So, um, financial peace teaches you how two different people to come together, and um, um, it's a beautiful thing. So, Dave Dave Ramsey's program is called what? Financial Peace University. And if somebody were interested in educating themselves, um, what where would they look, or how would they get more information? Um, you can either Google um, DaveRamsey.com or Financial Peace University, and I mean they do it all soup to nuts from from your toddler to to high school, college, um, the military, private sector, 
Um, it's it's incredible what they do to, and that's and that's really like what I do is like when Lindsay asked me to do this podcast, I became emotional because helping people is what it's all about. It's to see that you can take people that live paycheck to paycheck and struggle. And I've been there. I've been in bed cursing because of financial pressure, you know, and something my wife wanted and I didn't want. I was cursing, you know, and to, to see the freedom and the blessing and the amount of money that we're able to give every year and, um, giving, giving, oh my goodness. Um, if you don't save, you won't have anything to give. And, and if you don't give, you won't have anything to save. And, um, that's the most fun on the planet. And Dave Ramsey will say it too, is giving, you know, and, um, we've been able to, um, bless so many people with, um, with, with cash, you know, and other blessings. And that's, that's my biggest reward in, in life in general, whether I'm cutting somebody's lawn, um, giving them cash or anything, it's giving. Hmm. Yeah. There is a powerful human connection to just being able to help support, whether it's grace or, well, cash in and of itself is its own unique grace that is there so yeah that's that is huge and that's that is something worthy of of helping of seeking to to strengthen people with um now with this i'm assuming that you've gone through and you are uh i don't remember what they're called but financial peace planner you're someone who helps do the course for dave ramsey i'm assuming Correct. It's um, I I facilitated thirteen classes, and obviously, if I was going to facilitate it, then I held myself to the to the highest standard. And I I think that's why part of the reason why we're at where we are today, because um, uh, people are good starters and horrible finishes. And if you don't finish this and then continue, um, because the average American is woefully financially ed- educated. You know, we, we take what our parents taught us and, um, go from there, which usually isn't good. And this is all so simple. Um, so yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I, reflecting on that, on that one statement of what our financial education is within America, uh, the only thing I can reflect on from my schooling, my high school education and all of that, is that in fourth grade I was handed a fake checkbook <laughs> for class, and we were told how to manage our class points to buy stuff at the class store using our checkbook. And that's that's about where my uh, financial education in the school <laughs> system begins and ends. So... Uh, that is a huge shortfall, uh, but I, I think there's more value in the financial side coming from a family or a church structure or uh, those who will will do it in a loving and graceful way rather than just kind of the cold, hard aspects of finance. Right, because to be honest with you, Dave Ramsey was a finance major. And his testimony, um, which is in his one of his books, is very powerful because um, he became very rich and wealthy right away <clears throat> through real estate and then lost it all, nearly lost his marriage. And it's, it's heartbreaking. But um, the no, no one's teaching this stuff that you're not you're not learning it in college. Um, as Dave says, um, broke 
professors are teaching you how to do it the world's way, you, you know? And, um, not that, not that, um, there's different ways to do it. Um, but to me, Dave Ramsey is the foundation. You get the foundation under you and then you can build your house. But so many people, they're building their house for 20 and 30 years and they have half a foundation or no foundation or, or they're building the chimney be, <laughs> before they're supposed to. So, um, yeah, I have so much to say about Dave Ramsey and financial peace. It's it's um, the way to go. <laughs> okay. Now, you had mentioned that one of the things that, uh, that you got from this is that when you hit that six-month emergency fund for, for you and uh, your wife, that you felt a degree of enhanced freedom mm. uh, with, with your job, with life in general with that enhanced freedom i mean what all did that encut that <laughs> encompass for you uh well it just freed up our our cash i mean we paid our car off so fast we had bought a thirteen thousand dollar toyota um um uh, corolla which is the best car on the planet most sold car so buy one but uh renee always jokes <laughs> at me when i put that um, pitch in for Corollas, but um, it it just it changed the the budget. The budget is the key, and uh, most people think a budget is a list of your bills, and um, but it's not. And Dave Ramsey does a um, zero based budget, which which means you take your income, less your giving, and all, all your expenses for the month, and then what's left over that that's what you pay your debt up with. That's what you invest with. But then it's also um, honing your budget because if you're you know, or knowing where your money is going, because, um, you know, people have been spending, you know, a hundred, two hundred, three hundred dollars a month on eating out. So it's it's really like it's really like treating your life like a business and getting a hold of your your money and where it's going. Because to be honest with you, it only takes about forty five thousand dollars a year to become a millionaire over about 20, 20 or thirty years. It doesn't take a lot of money. It just takes doing the right things and and disciplining yourself. As Americans, we don't really use cash. We just swipe, swipe, swipe. And the the average household debt in America, believe it or not, is $50,000. And that's not counting the mortgage. So in the average overall debt is around $270,000. And that wouldn't be so bad if that number was going down. But it's usually just going up. You know, and, and all of our own ideas, you, you know, getting the new credit card with 0%, all the, all the ways of fixing it don't work you know it has to go back to fundamentals in you, you know and another thing is there's three reasons why americans are broke it's too much house too much car and too much student loan debt you know so it's all basic stuff <laughs> all basic stuff and it's kind of like revelation like we need you know sometimes revelation is just simple things and 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 doing them so let's say we are massively in debt What's the first thing we should do? Pray. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's um, communicate, hold hands, cry, um, hope, plan, think, um, stop, um, and and ask for help. You know, and and that's that's where um, that's where I come in. That's where Dave Ramsey comes in because you know, believe it or not, I I kind of say that I I have my my 
my black belt in personal basic finances that um, um, I, I can help. You know, Dave Ramsey can help. And you don't, the thing is, I've, I, I've had people in my class that just retired that after they took the class were like, wowed and thanked me so much for what they've learned. I've had business owners take the class and say, wow, thank you so much for what I've learned. I've, I've had wealthy people with all kinds of toys take the class and say, thank you so much because there's so many facets other than money that we cover in, in Financial Peace University um, from life insurances and how to buy a house, how to buy cars, um, anything and everything that has has to do with money and has to do with even, you know, disability um, um, insurance and short-term, long-term, it, it covers it all. It's really cool. So it's kind of hard to, to not bring this up with talking money and faith mm. and kind of what the balance between those two are. And I guess this is a good question and point to to sit at and maybe discuss a little bit. But Scripture tells us in 1 Timothy 6.10 where, you know, the love of money is the root of all evil. And where does that fit in then with even building wealth and building, well, looking towards paychecks, looking towards the finance that we have as individuals? How is there a balance between having wealth and then having or falling into that trap of Good. the love of money? Yeah. Hello there. I'm interrupting this podcast not to sell you anything per se, but to thank you for listening to the 42 podcast and being a part of the experience. Here at the 42, Rob and I love to hear from our listeners and are always excited to hear suggestions, feedback, and comments. If you want to participate, there are a few ways you can do so. You can support us by rating and reviewing the show, and of course recommending us to your friends, family, bank teller, car mechanic, whomever. Do you have something in particular that you'd like us to discuss? Or maybe you'd like to actually be on the show to discuss a particular thing or set us straight about something we got wrong or didn't fully suss out to your satisfaction. You can email us at badtheologyproductions at gmail.com. I really appreciate your taking the time to include us in your busy day. Good, good question. It's a deep, deep question, too. Um... I, th I think we're all going to um, struggle a little bit with the love of money, but um, um, I, I think it's really in – so um, I, I, I think the love of the money, like look at the culture. I mean the money is – Money is is the root of all evil as you look at the culture because, you know, you have all the hoodlums on TV. They have all the money. You have all the people that lie, cheat, and steal. They have all the money. So, obviously, money must be bad. But but what Dave says is is money is like a brick. You can build a hospital with it or you can throw it through your neighbor's window, you know. So, it, it's the heart. And one of the cures for greed, and like I said, we've all had greed in our heart, is giving. Giving is both is is the is part of the antidote for uh, for greed 
And um, I can't, I have to say that there are times I do struggle with giving because sometimes I'll look at it and I go, holy cow, do you see how much money I'm giving every month? That's a lot of money. But yet, um, if I look at the blessings in my life that, that just came out of almost thin air, I, we bought a house for $60,000 and sold half the land for $50,000 to me. God, that was God's paycheck to us. You know, um, my wife is getting a um, big, huge, um, huge for us cash um, pension. She didn't, we didn't put anything into it just for being there. She got that, that has, that has God's signature all over it. And you know, what, what you sow is what you reap and we reap gen generosity. So, um, um, you know, becoming a half millionaire by the end of this year, um, that's, that has God written all, all over it, you know, and, and is, yeah, like what I say is anybody can just give, but there's miracle working power in tithing, you know, and I know for some that's, that's bondage and that's the law. And, um, but I say, stop wherever you are. It's just like, you know, oh, well, gee, do you need to take this some um, Christian financial program? It's like I say to anybody, you know, if, 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 if you need to go to AA, go to AA. If you want to go to a Christian AA, then w whatever works, do it, you know, but, um, so, and I've, I've invited people to take financial peace that, that weren't Christians. And I just said, well, Dave doesn't really make a big deal out of the Christian part. I, that's kind of the thing I liked about it because, um, it, it's, it's a little bit downplayed. It's not all, you know, ooey gooey Christian stuff, but, but there's a, there's enough to let you know that God's the, God's the eternal source of all good things and love and prosperity and, um, you can't give what you don't have, you, you know, and, and I haven't received hardly any um, negative feedback in my seven or eight years of doing FPU. And I always expected it, you know, like your hard question is like, I've been there before, but oh, what were the answers? I don't remember, you know. <laughs> so, but it really is a God thing. It, it's so beautiful to, to, to give, to bless people, to free. Because really what it is, doesn't the Bible teach us how to be set free from sin, sickness, disease, poverty, and all the curse of the law? And I believe to some degree that poverty is a curse. You know, I, and what my brother said, who's a millionaire, he said, I think everybody should start out with nothing and, and work their way up. And, um, and, um, so, okay, Rob, how was that? <laughs> uh, no, that was good. And, and, uh, there's, there's truth to that statement, starting with nothing and working your way up, because I think within the, the confines of original creation, there's a blessing in the work. Now, that work has also become cursed to a degree, and yes. there's a greater conversation on that. But there's a blessing in the work that was given to us in the garden to maintain, to mm. grow, to name. But there's also something else, and I, I'm going to pull it into that kind of allegory. Uh, and there's no, greater, there's no greater person for allegory than Tolkien. I think you'll appreciate this, Lindsay, mm -hmm. where in The Hobbit, there's dragon sickness, that desire to continue to hoard, but everything of old that the, the dwarves that Thorin was looking towards was this community that was built around a shared wealth, a shared community that had, and... I think that's kind of the point of scripture is, is when we give, we build a community, whether it's in our church or, 
in, in the communities that we give to and that we try to encourage to grow together. But when we hoard, when we keep to ourselves, mm-hmm. and when we have, it does nothing but rot us because enough is never enough. Uh, and, and that's a that's a phrase that my wife and I have used in you know our thick and thin moments where you know what God's God's enough for us has to be enough because he he's the one who's got everything charted and everything planned out and he will he will guide ultimately but we also seek to you know what's the best wisdom to to grow to to be financially stable to be there and help and assist with our kids and, and that, that that's that's powerful stuff and what comes to my mind is um godliness with contentment is great gain and what what we need to do, no matter where we are in our financial lives, is is to be content right now. And that takes some meditation, some thought, maybe some journaling, um, some inward thought. Uh, because if we're not content right now in every way, shape, and form, then we'll never be content because it's just a, a moving goal. So that's um, very important. And there, there is a degree of contentment that does move with, uh, and, and I think again, there's that the aspect of walking that razor's edge of falling into the love of money and greed, and then falling into giving and building community. Uh, and there's a, a degree of contentment that is on both sides, but the contentment towards greed is never enough. There's always something that's shinier, <laughs> the latest toy, the latest version, the latest whatever and in giving towards contentment in community it's being it's sitting and Mm. being with people sitting and being in community and the contentment found in that isn't fulfillment of having the latest and greatest it's having the people around you it's having that community around you so yeah sorry community building is part of what i always look at of where and how and what we're doing as uh, as a church, as people, as individuals. So, and I think that's the freedom of, uh, like being getting out of debt, for instance, or starting to save money, um, because you're. I just remember that feeling of utter hope, um, mm. helplessness, when you know we run out of oil. Uh, in February and it's freezing and we just feel like helpless and I I hated that and so having having a couple grand in the bank um, and trying to make making an effort f- gives a lot of freedom so that when your friend you hear your friend's washing machine broke you can bless them with a washing machine that's one of my favorite things about having um money is is being able to bless people and have power to help people <laughs> okay <laughs> so with all of that mm. you you guys have talked about how this has changed your lives how doing the Dave Ramsey Financial Peace University has allowed you to to grow and build a, a security for you, for your families. Um, what what would you desire or seek for others to, you know, a, a key takeaway out of all of this? 
key takeaway? Something practical? Something practical, something to begin with, to keep walking with, or to look towards as a finishing goal. I, I mean, it. interestingly, we have Brian, you who, you know, you're a couple years away from retirement. You're talking about the security that you have. Lindsay, you who, uh, you know, you've got a few, well, not a few more years till retirement. You've got a family you're growing and raising and what the pieces that have brought the piece that has been brought to you by the pieces of this, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. I said too many pieces I in there. I think so. <laughs> Was that but a like question? What, what the core takeaway would be for, for anyone listening or good, good. Uh, going through this or looking to go through this or in the midst of massive debt? The, the word that comes to my mind is gift. Um who doesn't like to receive a gift? But if you're like me, giving is more fun. But that's what this is. I, I mean, if you looked at it this way, um, you know, so I invested $150 because I bought the expensive video course. And um, we're basically turned it into almost half a million dollars. And um, so FPU is a gift. It's almost like why invent the, why reinvent the wheel or reinvent anything when it's, when it's already been said and done. And, um, you know, like I, I've, I've been doing this for like 10 years and I've read lots of other people and lots of other things and listened to many things. Um, and this is, this is, this is the gift. This is the foundation. And, um, I've had to beg people to take it. <laughs> I've had to, I mean, I can't tell you how many times, um, we've paid for people to take it. And, um, uh, <laughs> and, um, so it, it's a, it's in a sense, it's a, it's a free gift for, I think nowadays you can pick up the gift for like, um, $100, $120, um, cause everything's online. So you're not, you're not spending too much money down there at FPU for you. Um, it really is a gift, and that's why it's the gift that keeps giving. That's why I did 13 classes, um, but a little bit of a sad thing on that is my last class, well, I had one person in it. I couldn't find anybody interested in changing their lives, and so, so I retired, and um, then um, another church outside of, that was all my home church, another church asked me to come out of retirement and, and share with them. And um, so I did. And that was a nice full room of people that were hung hungry and eager for freedom and the truth. And um, so that was the last class I did. Now I kind of do it um, on a person-to-person basis and given opportunities sometimes just um, to share the gospel of uh, financial peace with, with the UPS driver who, or whoever. Um, and I like to write. I, I actually wrote a, a track called um, Shout It From The Rooftops. And <laughs> And I'd give that out just to whet people's appetite and to know um, what's possible. All right. So a- another question for you, Brian, with this. Um, you said about you know Financial Peace University has been something that, that you have stood by, that you teach. But you've also gone through and read others who have created similar uh, financial planning and wealth building curriculums. Correct. Um, What's the advantage over Financial Peace University or against other monetary uh, advancing curriculum? Good question. Um, like there's people out there like Susie Orman, 
There's the author of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, who's, um, I, I read his book, powerful book to learn, um, different ideas and different thoughts. Because I think what it is, is when you have a good foundation, then you can look and listen at other things and go, mm-hmm, why, why that might not be good. And there's always different perspectives and different ways of even attaining, attaining great wealth. Um, but, but you, it's almost like, you have the foundation, you know what works, and so when you hear something that doesn't work, you know, it's kind of like the Bible, you know, you, you know where there's error or possible error, or let's get into this more, let's, let's try and understand this more. So I've learned and grown from reading other people's stuff, but <laughs> nothing compares, um, and the foundation, from the foundation. So, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, I forget the author's name, um, taught me powerful things. Um, and nowadays, if you listen to that author, some of his ideas, they sound really crazy and you almost gotta, gotta listen to him more and find out what he's saying, but he's pretty radical ideas. And a lot of people out there, and even the news, the news is mostly noise. Um, all the advertisements on day trading and so much of it is, is just garbage because if you don't have the fundamentals of a budget, um, um, and, su- and such as that of, of, of saving and stuff, then anything and everything you try is not going to work, you know? <laughs> so savings is a key part of what you do, well, have done. And what is part of Financial Peace University? Sure, because what happens is you're you're spent. You got that fifty thousand dollars worth of consumer debt, and you're eight to twelve hundred dollars a month paying for that. So within about three years, that can be paid off. Um, and and now you're saving eight to twelve hundred dollars a month. Now, if you start doing some compound interest um, um, tables, and um, listen to this, Dave Ramsey. Um, financial investment calculator, Google it, it'll change your life. Um, you'll begin to see that, um, f- like even for both of you right now, $500 a month will radically change your destiny and your children's destiny and change your family tree. Um, or even, you know, if you have $5,000 worth of cash, starting with that and then building like comp- compound interest will boggle your mind. The human mind can understand um, adding, subtracting, um, in addition, some can, mine doesn't, but you, your human mind cannot <laughs> understand compound interest. What, what putting a thousand dollars in a bank account when your kid's born, what that's going to be worth in, in 40 or 50 or 60 years, you, you'll boggle your mind. So saving $200 a month, what that will do in 20 or 30 years will boggle your mind. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, on this, uh, <laughs> my father is a uh, CPA and uh, a f- certified public accountant. Cool. Uh, he does multi-million dollar budgets for a school district, and he's actually retiring out of that. But uh, anyway, the I, I'm laughing because of me, of all of my siblings, I'm the one that's horrible with math. Even, you know, the addition and subtraction <laughs> takes yes, me a me minute. Yes, me too. Uh, so it's just, I, I do understand that where it does kind of, it not kind of, it just continues to grow on itself. It's a seed planted effectively for, well, the, if you do the 1000 for your kids in a bank account, uh, that seed planted for them can drastically change grandkids and great-grandkids' lives. 
but again that that compounding that how it works it, it does kind of takes me a minute to wrap my head around that with the the numbers so yes that it is interesting and challenging how there is a multiplication not just to putting and saving money but also to how there is in the debt side of money with right. the interest charged on and you know uh, my wife's car broke down and we weren't in a position where we wanted to do this but we had to of buying her a new car uh so we actually went out and we bought a toyota we didn't buy a camry or no we didn't buy a corolla we bought the camry best cars uh, on the planet it, we, and we got a hybrid which has been a huge saver in gas mm. for us uh just being able to travel and fill that thing up once a month but uh you know playing out the numbers with getting getting the car that we needed we didn't buy a new car we bought a good old car uh not old car it's uh eight but you know what that what that interest looks like stacked up where paying it out in the six-year period will be another two to three thousand dollars on top of the tag price that we paid and it's just the there's a game to finance that is that compound interest stacked against you for debt stacked for you for savings and kind of where we go with it so yes I, rob can i say this that um if you're yeah go for it if you're under 30 years old every new car or new car price you know um that you buy is costing you a million dollars and the way i say that so let's say that you had the money um cash to to not not buy new but but to buy a good used car and if you took that payment that you were going to make and then put that in the bank for that was, we'll say, 60 months. So, and let's say that was $30,000. So then if you let that $30,000 ride, not add anything to it till you're, say, 62, 65, it's pretty close to a million dollars. <laughs> yeah, and that's, yeah, we, we weren't in a position to buy outright. Right. We, we put down as much as we could and... You know, that was a fun headache just with what that will be, how long we're stuck with that payment, and uh, how we're we're working to pay that down as quick as we can. But, yeah. you know, that's, that's a game I know I lost with what that interest will be for us. Not entirely, but still, it's not something I'm like, yay. Yeah. So, uh, but yes, compounding interest can be a huge factor in in, in limiting or building what we do right to, like debt debt is not sin it's just maybe, maybe it's like overeating you know or or that's gluttony but but um as much debt as we can eliminate is a is a powerful tool for us um enough said <laughs> yeah. so if i can ask kind of a semi-loaded question cool. <laughs> um yeah he's a minister um <laughs> Yeah, I don't have loaded questions at all. But with the current, this is more opinion-based, I guess, with the current kind of system that we have of pushing and leaning hard towards getting an education, having at a minimum a bachelor's degree, what value do you see in education, which at the current rate of things most people are going into debt for, against having a trade? We're having something that you can 
immediately start working towards making money with? Yeah, that's a good question. I think the older I get, the more I change. Where I used to, I used to think a little bit of debt was okay, and like I said, debt's not sin, but it takes a lot of thought and um, counsel. You know, talk to different people before you you do things. But um, I think there's always other options. It's just like I I say. Um, when do you think God's going to rescue? The next time you swipe the plastic? No, he's going to rescue when you draw a line in the sand and say, no more. I'm never borrowing money again. That's when you run out of gas on 495 with two kids in car seats. And that's when God's going to meet you. When you draw a line in the sand and say, no more. And there's the Army, National Guard. There's, there's, um, you know, going to night school, going to day school. There's so many opportunities that if, if you wait on, wait on God uh, and um, be patient. Patient is, here's my definition or what I say about patience. Patience is a key sign of maturity. Um, you know, take your time in these decisions. So that's why, you know, if in the end you decide to take out a student loan and you've thought about it, you've prayed about it, you've talked about it and you've spent time about it, then maybe maybe it's a good decision. You know, it's just like buying buying a car. I never thought I was going to buy a thirteen thousand dollar car because that's not who I was. But we did, and you know, and and it's kind of based on the amount of light knowledge and information you have at the time. So so if you want to stay in the dark, don't take. I mean, don't take FDU. But but if you want some light and you want to know some options, then educate yourself. Yeah. Uh, just a side note, I've heard that the trades are the thing to be in right now because they're hurting for people and for help. So if you want to make a ton of money, go be a plumber or an electrician. That's what, I'm, that's what we're going to encourage okay. our kids to do. <laughs> so my brother-in-law is a, uh, he's a plumber. Oh my goodness. And uh, <laughs> they make he more than lawyers. Is, <laughs> um, he's in his early 20s and... Yeah, he's cleaning house. <laughs> I I picked the wrong career field. I mean, <laughs> he, he's making like three or four times what I'm making, and it's just, yeah, no. I think dealing with people's crap is probably a lot easier than, okay, well, anyway, Wait, moving on. <laughs> than dealing with people's yeah. crap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just with, which version? Okay. <laughs> You know, I, but I do love my job, in all fairness. I love my job, and I didn't pick it because I knew it would make me wealthy. I picked it because I knew it would be community building and graceful and something that would be a greater testament to the kingdom with my giftings than being a plumber. Still wish I became a plumber, though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the trades are cleaning house right now with what they're bringing in, what their salaries are. And if you can do it, if you have the patience and the skill to be a tradesman. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's something that we've encouraged with our kids of, you know, don't feel like you need to go and get a college education. Just figure out what you're good at. And if college is required, fine, but do what you're good at. Do what, do what brings in a, an income for you. Yeah. So, Yep. Now, they're all of 9 and 11, so, you know, 
they've got a few more years before that, but... But as parents, aren't we, like, constantly like, ooh, ooh, what is that skill sort of hinting at? Mm. <laughs> I do that. Well, and, and it's fair to say that, you know, for, for me, I grew up in that generation where college was expected. Yeah. Uh, I, I was the end of it because when... I would have graduated college if I didn't take the long, weird route I did. That was 2008 when all of the markets crashed and the job market just tanked out. And you had people with great degrees flipping burgers at McDonald's yeah. if they were lucky. Uh, so uh, there has been a good shift towards a balance of trade and education, I think. And, and it is an interesting and hard balance of... What do you do to get the education financially, and what do you do to then pay for that education afterwards? Where will your degree actually pay for the amount of education you needed? Yeah. So, right. so all right. We've been at this for, for a good bit. We've had some good conversation. I, I want to take a moment and... Let's just have a couple minutes of fun questions, some some goofy, lighthearted stuff, if there are no objections. <laughs> cool. Sure. Cool? All right. Um, Brian, because I this question has been on my head for a week because of what we were talking, well, what we talked about last week. Um, if you could go on your dream vacation anywhere, where would you go? Um, maybe. I, I think about Hawaii, but it wouldn't have to be Hawaii, but it'd have to be tropical. And I've always mm. just had this picture of the the sandy beach, the water, the umbrella, the books, um, <laughs> the the maitre d on 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 the phone, uh, and just chilling. I'm I I love I love just chilling on the beach, uh, running into that cold that cold water, and then coming back out and sunbathing and just real chilling. <laughs> Thank you. Nice question. Mm. <laughs> Um, actually, you, you reminded me of something. So a part of what Lindsay and I go back and forth with occasionally is kind of geeking out over books. And I'm assuming part of Lindsay's love of reading came from you. What's a favorite book you have read? Favorite book? Like a, a yeah. guilty pleasure book where you're on that <laughs> beach and you just want to read something to enjoy. What, what are you taking? <laughs> it's interesting because I... I don't do any fiction. I don't do any inter entertainment reading. Um, I don't even oh, do wow. classics. I'm a real um, motivational reader. I read um, um, how to how to make my life better, how to be better. Um, I eat that stuff up. That's that's my go to. That's my so when I'm reading, I'm I'm adding to my skill, my who I am. That that's the type of reading I like to do. And book off the top of my head. Um, um, I'll mention this one. Um, um, David Goggins, um, You Can't Hurt Me, is just an example. I mean, he's got some, a lot of foul language in it, but I, you know, but it was just a powerful book on someone who transformed his, his life, you know? So that's, I'm into transforming. <laughs> All right. You brought up foul language, so I have to ask. Um, I'm assuming you've listened to, to the episodes Lindsay and I have done. How'd you feel with the swear word episode? Um, I actually, I did not hear that one. Yeah. Okay. Hey, that's fair. 
Uh, yeah, a handful of, of people I've talked to are a little bit behind, but that has been one of our still most popular <laughs> episodes. <laughs> a few people from uh, church who know I've been doing this were like, ooh, you're doing that? I have to listen because I can't picture you swearing. So there we go. Yeah, I think uh, swearing has its place, especially actually for me. It's in personal motivation. Sometimes I'll just swear at myself or... You know, I, I mean, in movies, I'm I, I I can handle it in certain types of situations. Yeah. Well, and that's that is part of uh, part of what we tried to find and discuss in that episode. Just what is the balance of swearing against just being vulgar for no reason? Right. And and I have to ask, your shirt. I turn wood into things. That's what does it say, Lindsay? I turn wood into things. What's your superpower? <laughs> So, all right, what's that? Carpentry on the side for fun? You do wood turning? I... Well, I'll tell you how it started. Um, um, actually, like, I'm a giver. And um, at one point, I was making wood products, and people said, go in business. I tried it. It was pressure. It was stress. Everything's got to be perfect. It was no fun. And um, actually, I told God, I said, oh, okay, God, um, you know, I like to give things. And maybe it's more about giving than wood. But I said, I'm, I'm going to give things away and, and you bless me. And, um, so now I make, I make coffee tables, book, bookcases and things like that. Um, I'm a lot of times just to bless people for no reason and other times as, as gifts. And there's nothing like getting a, you know, a handcrafted, um, item and, and people that don't like I'm, a, I've been doing this for, you know, 20, 25 years. So I'm, I've gotten some skill. But people that don't know wood wood joinery and carpentry and all that, they see anything I make and they just think it's awesome. So, uh, <laughs> so it's 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 a it's a it's another way that I give. No, and that's awesome. I yeah, there's a beauty to forming and shaping something, anything, creating whether it's wood or not, yeah. and creating with your hands. There is a beauty to that. So yeah. I can respect that. <laughs> So, well, that's excellent. <laughs> Did we get a kid? Yeah, we got a kid. <laughs> There's a kid in the sound room. <laughs> uh, we we occasionally get that. Well, actually, we made it almost an hour without that. That's actually great. So, uh, it has been great having, uh, working with and having Lindsay on with this. And, well building this podcast with her and it's been great having you on as well with with today and talking a little bit about money and financial peace and yeah what that has been for you guys yeah so. <laughs> it's been tons of fun um my one of one of my one of my gifts is 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 the passion i have for it and sharing it he has the gift of enthusiasm. And, <laughs> yes, I have the gift of enthusiasm. And, and actually, I, I found out that that's been my problem all my life, as I've been way too enthusiastic. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's okay. We all need to have something that's that gets us going, that gets us excited. Yes. So, but again, that's the grace of community, where each of us is gifted in a different way. And when we draw those together, and when we grow together, we build something that is more than us yeah so and there's the there's the beautiful sentiment and and not sentiment there's the phrase of you can't take it with you yeah 
But I think the community we build here is something that we can take with us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a reflection of heaven and more eternal and graceful than any, any piece of what we physically build of our empires. Mm -hmm. So... And that is part of the beauty of financial peace, where it's about building community, about giving, not just hoarding, about growing, not just maintaining. Mm. So, okay. That, do you have any questions for me? Do I? Or Lindsay? Um, well, it's just interesting how it relates to your Yoda quote from last week of, um, you know, what is it? We are what they grow beyond. And I think that's yeah. what we want to do with our finances is um, kind of give them something to jump off of or at least uh, a net in the background. So when they do, because I totally, I like the idea of them fighting for what they have and starting with nothing and having egg crate furniture <laughs> or secondhand. I, I think it's, mm. I think it's make, it makes you who you are. It yeah. develops your character in a way that just getting handed everything yep. doesn't. But at the same time, mom and dad are there and they're pretty well off and you have something to look forward to, <laughs> you know? Uh, anyway, those are my. Yeah, but the dark side of that is all, you know, just die already so I can have my inheritance. Oh, ouch! <laughs> There's no guarantees. Rob, I, I have a question for you. Um, okay, so we've, yeah, sure. we've chatted for, for about an hour or so. Is there anything that's percolating in your heart from our conversations? Um, not off the top of my head. I mean, uh, I have to think about this. Mel and I did, uh, it had to be about eight years ago. She and I did the Financial Peace University course oh, cool. uh, with friends of ours who were running it at that at, at, wow <laughs> at a different church and uh, it, it is something that we have have tried to continue and maintain in our lives as, as we've grown uh, but where we have been is that we're also sorry math in my head for nine years one of us has been in college doing our education at the same time. So we've been trying to be as proactive about paying that as we can uh, because I have my master's degrees now and my wife is finishing her master's degrees. So it it's looking towards the end of those master's degrees and the changes that we will have for our careers and our financial status, but also, you know, being proactive about trying to build that thousand dollar emergency fund mm. the the six months of uh emergency fund and we've been walking that razor's edge we're getting closer towards that and we were looking at 2022 towards being a lot of that because we we would have cleared some things out in 2022 but taking the house on mm. yeah it's step forwards and step backwards. Everybody's been there, and that's yes, absolutely. Uh, and with taking the house on, it it'll be a step backwards, but it'll be because it was twelve months ahead of time if we buy the house. So, but again, that's that's also looking and saying God's got us. There's a reason that these timings come up. So for us, we're trusting in God's just enough. Amen. Um, I, 
I do want to share maybe maybe one last um, point, and to me, it's it's a critical point. And I, I mentioned the budget. the bu- The budget is is your roadmap. Without a roadmap, you have no idea where you're going. You don't even know when you're going to arrive. So the the next thing is what I call, and it's actually not a part of Dave Ramsey, although Dave Ramsey touches on it, but I call it the end of the month financial report. And what that is, is a simple assets minus liabilities equals net worth. And that is how I've been able to um, um, know exactly how much money I've gained or lost each and every month for the last five or six years. So that's how I know three years ago, um, we made $27,000. How the year after that, it was $58,000. Because each and every month, I do um, assets minus liabilities equals net worth. And also what I do on that page is I I keep track of all the money that we give away, whether it be church, um, um, wedding gifts, birthday gifts, and everything. That just kind of keeps me happy about my giving and how much we give makes me feel good about myself and and I I get geeky about it I even do percentages like like how much percentage are we giving away or how much percentage did we save I get, I can get real geeky about it sometimes and that is my reward at the end of every month and um you know in investing in putting your money in the S&P 500 index fund or mutual funds or or stocks um um, you're going to have a, you're going to have five good months and one bad month, you know? So there have been times that we've lost, um, $20,000 in a month, but there, there are months that we've made $30,000. So, but overall, you're going to make around 12 to 12% or, or more. So when I see that end of the month last month, you know, and I, I'm not, a, I'm not ashamed or afraid to, to mention numbers because people have to know this is reality. Last month we made $11,000. So, a um, couple months before that, we lost quite a bit of money. We lost $19,000, you know. So it's being patient. It's understanding investing, you know. It's kind of a little bit like a roller coaster. Um, everybody likes going up, and when you go down, your stomach feels a little queasy. It still happens to me, but that's part of being patient. And the education that you learn with FPU and beyond FPU will help you understand that. Like over overall, the market's going to do about twelve percent, depending on ho- how you listen to, um, and that's where you can take the financial tools um, investment calculator and figure out what your two hundred a month is going to equal out after after thirty years. So I would encourage everybody to, um, if if you're going to do financial peace, if you're going to do a budget, um, get that reward at after the end end of the month and. And everybody's got to pay rent or mortgage, so I don't include that debt because that can be a little bit of a discouragement, you know. So I don't include my 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 um, house mortgage or or, or my uh, as part of that um, thing, and that's going to be a great encouragement to anybody. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, this has been good. It's been fun. Thanks for coming. Yeah. Well, and that's. You didn't cry that much. I didn't cry that much. I, <laughs> see, I, I cry when I'm happy and I cry wow. when I'm sad, so it's kind of tough. <laughs> she threw you right under the bus with that one. That's <laughs> ah, all right. It's been good, though. So, Thank you very much for the opportunity. Oh, we, uh, and, and absolutely. Thank you for coming on. Thank you for having this discussion. And, you know, part of why we're we're in this spot right now is we're talking about the family side of things and 
finance and, you know, how we afford kids, how we afford life, how we afford anything. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, this has been excellent. Cool. So, I change your mind. You can edit. <laughs> I can edit? Okay. <laughs> That's fine. Send me the feeds. I will. But, all right. Th- thank you, Brian. Thank you, Lindsay. Yeah. God Have bless you, one. Rob. God so, bless you and your family. Hey. And you as well. Thank you. So, all right. We'll, we'll catch you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. We did it. Cool. <laughs>